0: You guys ready to jump into study? Awesome. Uh, Again, this morning we're going to do study a little differently than normal. So we're going to be jumping all over the scriptures, which you guys are kind of used to that anyways. But the first place we'll be in is Psalm 40. So why don't you guys turn to Psalm 40 at this time? Before we jump in and do any reading together, I want to ask the question... When it comes to worship, what do you guys think of? What's like one of the first things that come to mind when you think about worship, or how do you define worship? What are some of the things that come to mind, guys? Hey. Praise. What else? Celebration. Celebration. Music. Four. Thor. Thor? <laughs> Is that what you said? Thor screeching. <laughs> What's giving back? Giving Tithing. Yep. Giving to the Lord. Awe. Oh. What else comes to mind when you think of worship? What do you guys think of? Service to the Lord. What else? Time. Right? A lot of things come to mind. And you guys, there's a lot of responses. Okay? Because I believe the way God has designed us and has created each and every one of us, we've been created to worship something. We have been, whether you like it or not. Okay, um, And there's a lot of different responses when we begin to think about worship. For us as Christians, you know, as believers, some of us, when we think of worship, we go back to Old Testament. Hey, there's the temple. That's where everybody would go to worship worship. God, and there were sacrifices that would have to be brought to worship the Lord. Or you might be thinking, hey, worship, that's when we get together at church and we sing songs to God. So a lot of different ideas, the spectrum when it comes to worship, it is wide, it is broad, there's a lot of ideas. There are literally thousands of sermons on the topic of worship Um, there's a lot of different series. You guys know we don't do a lot of series here, but I jumped in. Hey, I want to do some studies with my church family because a big part of what we do when we gather together is worship together. And we want to do that rightly, biblically, in ways that really do honor our God. So there's a lot that is said to worship, but practically, worship is a part of our daily lives as believers Because Jesus, man, he's bigger than just Sunday. Amen? Amen. Right? It's every day. Moment by moment, he is our God. Okay. So because worship is so theologically rich when we come to the topic of worship, there's loads of Bible verses. I mean, we could just sit and do topical series for the next year just on worship if we wanted to. A lot of scriptures that we can look to, but I, this morning, just have four different passages I want to go through with you guys that really speak to four different topics that I think kind of lay an intro um, to the to really defining worship, um, because as we go through this next year, uh, uh, several different studies, we're going to get into some deeper things of worship. But this morning, there's just four very powerful uh, points that I want to go to. And the first one we're going to look at together is... Um, is be- worship being vertical and horizontal okay we know and understand very much so that our worship is a vertical thing it's between us and God we we get that we understand the nature of worship in that way because we lift God up because he deserves our worship doesn't he because he is so good he is creator. He is God, okay? We praise him because of his goodness. We praise him because of his mercy. We praise him because of his might. And by praising him, guys, don't we find strength? Have you guys ever had that happen? Maybe you come on a Sunday morning. Again, worship's not just at church on a Sunday morning, but has there been times where you've come in just a long week You've been beat down. You're feeling defeated, feeling overwhelmed, and you begin to worship with your brothers and sisters, and you just find strength. Or maybe it's in a situation you're going to meet with somebody. Maybe a hard conversation needs to take place, hard thing maybe today at work, and you find yourself worshiping him in the car all by yourself on the way, and you just find strength in the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? You know, At this time, we're going to go through Psalm 40 together. And I asked our brother James to come up and read through this chapter with us. So James, if you'd come up at this time to take us through Psalm 40, if you're not there in your Bibles, if you turn there at this time, that would be great.
1: okay. Okay, I'm just reminding everybody that I'm reading from New King James Version because I know there may be some different translations out there. (laughs) Psalm 40, a Psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord, you yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly, Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backwards and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame who say to me, aha, aha, Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified, but I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God."
0: Thank you, James. So most people understand that vertical nature of worship. And again, we lift up God because he is worthy, he is good, he is merciful, he is almighty. And then, in praising God, we strengthen ourselves. But I want to consider corporate worship together, what we do when we come together. It's important because it really does fortify the church. Something happens when we worship together. When we're exposed to praise, okay, when others are praising the Lord, our spirits really are quickened, and there is a faith response, isn't there? I've had people come in over the years who don't even know Jesus, but just because the people of God are worshiping, it's something they never experienced before. They are broken before their creator just being in the presence of worship to the king. So David tells us that he hadn't concealed God's love and faithfulness from the congregation. Did you guys catch that? He did not conceal it. He shared it. So how would have he concealed it? That's the question we'd have to ask. Well, it would be from being quiet. Staying silent about what God has done. And isn't it good to testify? Don't we overcome the evil one, Revelation twelve ten, Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the testimonies of the saints. It is good to talk about the Lord and his faithfulness. Last night after the wedding, brother and sister, my wife and I, got to talk with them, got to know them. They loved Jesus, and we just shared life stories And my heart was turned to worship a lot just talking to you guys yesterday because, hey, our God is good. He is faithful. Wow! He did that. It is good. And we get to come and we get to stir each other up when we are in fellowship, when we worship together. So as we share our experiences of God's faithfulness with each other, the church is edified. Do you guys know how good it is to share? So I want to encourage us, guys, that why don't we take some time as we rethink worship to share praise. Again, we just read in Psalm 40 here, verses 9 and 10. Look again, guys. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the congregation, okay, Um, or in the great assembly, okay, indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness in your truth from the great assembly. So, trying to go back. I don't know where it went. Anyways, I'd love to take time for us to be able to share what God's doing and give some place to that. Doesn't that sound like a cool thing for us to do as a church family? And we're going to do a little bit of that at the end of service today. I have opportunity for you guys just to come up and just to testify to God, to praise him for what he's doing. And I would love you guys to have that freedom here at Freedom Fellowship to do that on a regular basis, to give him praise. If you have the gift of gab, purpose to keep it a little short. Just get to the point of, hey, this is what God's up to. This is how he's been faithful. This is what he's up to and doing. Praise him in that way. Sound good? So, worship is vertical and horizontal. Okay, Psalm 40. We're going to take time to share praise together. And the next point I want to look at with you guys is worship is Uh, isn't always dignified, okay? I love that we sang this song about David dancing this morning. I want you and I together to turn to 2 Samuel chapter 6. If you would turn there now. And again, you guys remember the ark, which really represented the presence of God was being brought back to Jerusalem. And if there ever was a time... For them to be rejoicing, this would have been it. Finally, the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God, coming to Jerusalem. I want to read with you guys here in verse 12. And also, uh, well, let's start in verse 12. It says, so David went and he brought up the Ark of God from the house of uh Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, literally guys, six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fatted animal. Okay, They were traveling a ways, but a lot of rejoicing, a lot of worship going on. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. Now catch verse 16. And the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Now jump down to verse 20 with me. And David returned to bless his household. But uh, Michal, the daughter of Saul, came and met David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of the servants, female servants, as one of vulgar fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me as the prince over Israel, the people of the Lord, and I will celebrate before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in your eyes. So again, guys, the Ark of the Covenant, representing the presence of God, is being brought back to the holy city of Jerusalem. And if there was ever a time to worship, to be rejoicing, this is it. And Israel's King David had taken off his royal robes and he's dancing before the people in the garb of a priest, leading the procession, worshiping God with all of his might, we're told. And then David's wife, the daughter of Saul, was having none of it. What are you doing, hubby? this is ridiculous, you are shaming us, you're quite the spectacle, right? David was making a spectacle of himself, is what she was saying. So the important uh, importance of this moment, okay, it was entirely lost by her. She didn't get what was happening. And like everyone who is committed to God, in the abstract, she was only concerned about how things appeared. How did it look so when David returns her greeting drips with the most obnoxious sarcasm right she attempts to shame him in this response and this is epic right it was before the I love his response it was before the Lord who chose me above your father and above his house to appoint me prince over Israel the people of the Lord and I will celebrate the lord i will make myself contemptible than this or more so the behavior here guys of people who have a real a very sincere relationship with god doesn't always make sense to others have you ever had people scratching their head at you (laughs) why are you doing that why would you worship god that way okay so and you guys know it's okay when people do that. They might you know, become bald, but hey, it's okay. We can choose to maintain social respectability or we can serve God with exuberant enthusiasm, but we can't do both. Do you guys get that? It's hard to do both. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to be known as a people of praise. Hey, who are those people who go to that Freedom Fellowship? Oh, those people, they love God. <laughs> they worship Jesus. Okay? That's what we ought to be known for. Because again, we're all created for something. And what are we created for? Well, some, you know, worshiped very well last night, got very exuberant, shouting. We're willing to face the elements, zero degrees, to watch a bunch of guys on a field wearing tights throwing pigskin around, you know. And that's fun. That may be enjoyable until they lose. But I just think about the reality of how we've been created. We all, you know, worship something. Some worship another person, an idol. Some worship money or career why? Because God's created us to worship him. That's where we should put our awe. It is to him and for his glory. So I want to encourage you guys, worship Jesus without abandon. Just go for it. Love him. Be in awe of him. I love it. Have you guys ever met somebody who's just sharing the praises of God? Just maybe walking down the street singing to Jesus? Okay. One of the coolest times of worship I've ever had was in Walmart. Let me say that again. One of the coolest personal times I've ever had of worshiping Jesus was in Walmart. Why? Because I'm over in an aisle, I don't even know where this beautiful worship is coming from, but this man just began to sing worship to Jesus. And I instantly I'm like, I'm in awe. And I'm like, my heart is just resonating with this worship. I'm like, I'm I'm in this, you know, store. It's about consuming. What do I need? And instantly, because a brother in the Lord lifted up the name of Jesus, my heart flipped, and I'm in awe of God. And I walk around, and here comes this guy walking down, just singing at the top of his lungs, bigger black guy holding the hand of his little daughter, you know, and it was so cool, your stuff. I'm just giving him a big smile, and I'm just like, praise Jesus. You know, and it's one of those things, guys, I wish I could do, I wish I could sing like he could sing, but <laughs> just to worship Jesus, okay? Unashamedly, hey, I love the Lord, and I'm going to sing those praises, and I don't care where it is, and I don't care who's hearing me. I'm going to praise him. Let's get to our next point here. Okay. Worship is a constant reality, constant reality. Um, I think of the book of uh, Revelation, okay? It is a revelation of Jesus Christ, right? And in John's revelation there, we're given remarkable view of God's throne room um, that would never, you know, we would never otherwise get a, a view or a glimpse into what's happening Uh, in the heavenlies, but we see there John laying out, hey, there's a throne in heaven, okay? And the throne's spoken about much in the book of Revelation, more than any other thing, but it's not about the throne. It's about the one who sits upon the throne, and that is our God right? So all around the throne, John begins to witness majestic creatures that were there who are praising God with the words, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And that's all they would do day and night over and over again. And it wasn't that, hey, here's our God who is holy. Man, <laughs> he's not even just holy, holy, but he is holy, holy, holy do you guys understand that's our god he is holy other and for us to come to that place where we're in awe and i think about these majestic beings that were continually day and night before the throne of god okay isaiah gives us a little more glimpse of you know their likeness man they got six wings they fly out they got eyes within and without they could go anywhere in god's creation and where do they choose to be continually before the throne of God, worshiping him for he is holy, holy, holy. He always was, and he is, and he is to come. That is our God. So at this time, I want to turn to Revelation with you guys. Would you turn to Revelation chapters 4 and 5 we're going to look at, and I asked Samuel to come up this morning and read those for us. And I want you guys, this is a glimpse. These are two chapters that we get a heavenly scene. What is going on in heaven? And if we're instructed in the word of God to pray, hey, your will be done, Father, as it is in heaven, maybe we should know what's going on in heaven. What is happening? Okay? So let's take a look at Revelation 4 and 5.
2: <clears throat> like Brother James, I'm also a new King James. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals. And no one in heaven or on earth or underneath the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll, or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, and in the midst of the throne, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you, or you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever when the four living creatures said amen the 24 elders fell face down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever now i say when the lamb opened one of the seals <laughs> okay
0: Cool. So, you guys, this heavenly scene that we get here in Revelation 4 and 5, isn't it so cool to see that all of creation, everything that's going on in heaven, is about the worship of God? Okay? And that's the reality we should be living in. Worship should be a constant reality. You know, here it is Sunday morning. Hey, Sabbath day. Jesus rose from the dead. I'm going to go and celebrate with my church family. I'm going to worship the king today. But what about tomorrow morning? Monday mornings, aren't those the worst? No, that is a day to worship the Lord. got to meet with Jody this morning. I loved it because he shared with me just a little bit of what's going on in his life and his coworkers. When Monday morning rolls around, you know, he comes into the shop praising Jesus. Why are you so happy? It's because of Jesus. You guys know as believers, if we live in the reality of worship, yeah, even on a Monday morning, (laughs) we can be in that place of worshiping God. So what's particularly noteworthy when we consider Revelation 4 and 5 here, it's John's statement that the worship never ends. And that's something I want us to catch. It never ends, guys. And wouldn't it be so cool? Like, We don't know the day or the hour the Lord's going to return for us. Wouldn't it be cool if we were truly living in the reality of consistent worship? That that was our reality, that when God comes to get us, we're worshiping here, and then (laughs) we're right there before the throne. Would that not be really cool? I think that'd be awesome. So, uh, day and night we see these, uh, uh, worshiping the Lord, bowing before the throne. So since God doesn't, you know, Course, his creation into worship. These beings, guys, are worshiping him voluntarily. And that's on us. We have a choice what to worship. So they've experienced God face to face, and they can't stop choosing but to worship him. And I think when we come face to face with Jesus Christ, when we come to faith, we know God. We are brought into his family, born again in the spirit of God. How can you not worship him? And how many of us have those testimonies? Man, I came to faith and my whole life completely turned upside down. I truly am what the Bible says, a new creation. Everything's new, those old things. They've passed away. And I think it's because we worship God. We are in awe of him. All the other things don't even compare any longer. There's nothing that we treasure any more than jesus christ now and that's why things change so radically his spirit has opened our eyes and we can just see and know this is what life is about this is what i've been created for i've been created as the prophet isaiah said to glorify god i'm here to honor him to worship him so i want to encourage you guys take in the reality of revelation 4 and 5 to be in awe of god in such a way that we really do enter into worship okay that we're taking part of a you know consistent heavenly reality so one where jesus christ is lifted up forever and do we look to do that because we got a lot of stuff going on in life how is christ exalted in this, how is He glorified? How do I worship Him, even in the hard stuff, even in the midst of the storms, guys? Can we still worship the Lord? Absolutely. And that's going to bring us to our last point this morning. Yes, study's almost done. You like this is? I like these topical studies. You keep it short, Pastor. Let's do more. No, it's not going to happen that often. But isn't this good? Just to take a moment and to pause this morning and just consider our God. In worshiping him because he is worthy, as we just read there in Revelation 5. He is worthy. So, worship. Next one. There we go. It is about obedience. Okay, worship is about obedience. Let's turn to our Romans chapter 12 together. Romans 12. Some of you guys are like, I know Romans 12. Wasn't Romans a sweet study last year? Thoroughly enjoyed it. and I would encourage you guys, I've been going back, even though, you know, prepping studies, teaching through Romans for a whole year. I've recently been back in Romans 12, 13, 14, and 15. Next week when I'm in New London, I'm preaching Romans 14. It is just so practical for us as believers, really how to live a life in a way to worship God. Okay? Because we can say, hey, this is how I worship you, but God has really ordained biblically how we ought to worship him and that's some of the stuff we're going to do a deep dive into as we work through this over the next year a few times But for this morning, again, just on the way of introduction, I want to consider just a a scripture you guys know very well in Romans 12, verse 1. I beg you, therefore, or I appeal to you. Maybe your translation says, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, therefore, brethren, my brothers, my sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, some translations say. What? This is spiritual worship? Is that I live as a living sacrifice? I thought sacrifices were supposed to be dead. No, you are alive in Christ. You are set free. You can live a life of worship to your God. So we've made the unfortunate mistake of calling the time we spend singing, you know, in church, worship. If you think that's just what worship is, you're going to learn a lot as we consider rethinking worship. Because worship, guys, it is 24-7. It is a daily reality for you and I. You see, anyone can sing in church, okay? I used to go to a church in the drummer 16 years, part of this church. 16 years as a drummer, phenomenal musician. 16 years serving on the worship team. And he got saved one Sunday morning, 16 years after being part of the worship. How do you worship the Lord for 16 years and you don't even, you're don't you not even saved? How does that happen? You see, guys, anyone can sing in church. When it comes to really worshiping, guys, Okay, when we are in tune with the Holy Spirit and we are connected to him, that's true spiritual worship. That's where spiritual growth happens for you and I. It is found in that worship. And we can worship anywhere. You guys ever wake up in the middle of the night you're like, "Why am I up?" <laughs> What's go- Oh, <laughs> I'm to worship you. I'm to worship you few mornings ago, I don't know if you guys caught it, but we had a beautiful sunrise. We just had the right amount of clouds and stuff. And in our bedroom, we got two sky windows. I wish I never put them in. I like sleeping in the dark. So when the sun gets up, we're getting up for sure. But anyways, I I, I get busy. I'm up, and I'm normally going to it getting things done. But I just found myself just in a simple sunrise. It happens every day. But I just found myself just looking out this window just in awe of God. Like, oh, I got stuff to get to. But you are awesome. You are beautiful. Look at this canvas and what you're just, you know, painting for me this morning. This is beautiful. Thank you, God. You are so good. You are so worthy to be praised. Lord, my neighbors that are out, up, going to work, maybe out for an early run, would they just see just your handiwork? That they, too, would just see how worthy you are. It's just little things, guys. We can live in that reality and allow the Holy Spirit just to align our hearts and our thinking to the Lord. That's part of being that living sacrifice. It's really being a dead man walking. Like I'm here. It's not about me and my agenda and what I got to do. It's about you. And I'm going to worship you. This is my reasonable service to you. This is what you're calling me to. This is your will so every sacrifice we make guys to glorify or to edify god is really a true act of worship and it really pleases him so i think it's good to be intentional when it comes to our worship so when paired with the word of god worship is a beautiful thing and that's one thing that i love about corporate worship Sometimes we do some worship songs together at the end of service because you guys might be like me. Isn't there times when you're in the word of God and you're hearing truth and just how awesome God is that your heart really turns in worship and you just find yourself singing praises and singing to him? That's why we like doing worship sometimes at the end of service just to give place for that to happen. But I want to encourage you guys, okay, be in the word of God. Just don't wait for Sunday morning. Hopefully, Pastor did his job and studied to show himself approved that he can bring a good word from God's scriptures today. No, we're called to be in the scriptures daily ourselves. Okay, man's not going to live on bread alone, but every word that God gives, okay? So partake, enjoy his word. I don't know about you guys, I have a hard time reading his word and not worshiping. Would you guys agree with me? You know, it's just like, yeah, you're right. You are good. You are faithful. You are awesome. You're merciful. You're loving. What a God. How can I not worship you? And it is a beautiful thing when we come together. And again, going back to our first point, guys, worship is vertical and it is horizontal. There's a blessing in fellowship. I think that's one of the reasons why God has commanded, don't forsake the assembling together. Okay? Because there is a deceitfulness of sin. And think about sin for a moment, guys. Why do we sin? We often sin because of false worship, because of idolatry, self. Okay, A lot of people, I don't worship another God. How many of us worship ourselves? I am the king. I'm on the throne. I'm calling the shots in my life. My way, my rights, all about me. That's idolatry. That is sin. You get off that throne <laughs> and you bow the knee and you confess, No, Jesus, your Lord, you're the one on the throne. I am so sorry. And when you do that, perspective is corrected. You begin to see rightly, and you will begin to worship continually. And that's the type of obedience that God is looking for in our lives. So I want to encourage us here at Freedom Fellowship, guys. I want us to have a freedom in worship. There's a lot of different ways and expressions of worship. Some of us think that, hey, I wish worship was this way or we did this song or why don't they turn off the lights during worship? Don't they know that I like it at 72 degrees while I worship the Lord? The sanctuary should be, you know, 72 degrees. I mean, we can get in that type of mentality. But the truth is God is worthy, period. God is worthy, we worship him. And in that, guys, embrace what God's doing in our times of worship. Okay? Come ready to worship. Sometimes we think worship is just preparing us for the word of God. I think that is so backwards, guys. We're here to worship the Lord. We worship him through our times of singing and praising him together. We worship him when we open his word. It is all worship to him, it is obedience to him so i would encourage you guys get ready to worship the lord every day and even on sunday mornings i mean some people man they'll they'll paint their faces they'll put on their garb they'll put a big thing of cheese upon their head to go worship out in the cold you know and some people like oh i just don't want to get up this morning i want to sleep in how much more is our god worthy of worship guys and I think it's when we have right thinking. Renew your minds. Did we just read that? <laughs> okay. We, we need to think rightly. And as believers, we know the truth. And the truth will set us free. And when we're free, guys, we're going to be free to be able to worship God the way he deserves, the way we've been created to worship him. So I want to extend you guys you know, that freedom. Please, worship the Lord. Even now, as we conclude the time, I purposely kept... Study short this morning because I wanted to give some place and time for us to be able just to share some praise, some faithfulness of God. You know why we're worshiping Him, what He's up to. So I want to encourage you guys. If there's something that's on your heart that hey, this would be a cool thing to really honor God, a way to worship Him this morning, I would invite you to come up and just share that. Okay, share what God's doing. So we're going to do that for a little bit right now, um, and then is that slows down we're going to have the worship team come up and we'll do a couple more songs of praise together but again we're going to talk a lot more about worship in the year to come probably three four months from now we'll have another study but i really want us to be conscious and really thinking through our times of worship together because it's such a big part of what we're doing uh, together as the family of god even as we get together i know some of you guys do small groups it's okay It doesn't just have to be Bible study. Take some time to share praise together. Testify to what God's doing. Man, if God would lead you in a song together, even if there's not a guitar to be played, lift your voices to the Lord. He's worthy. Sing together. So I'm going to open it up. Who wants to be the first and daring to come up and share? Tony, thank you, brother. After Tony shares, if anybody else wants to come up and share, that's awesome.
3: We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can. So, I don't know. I don't know a lot of. There's a new lot of new faces out here. Um, so, I've been around Freedom for a while and um, I don't know, just really felt like it tied in with your teaching this morning. I wanted to share this. So, last fall, I got pretty sick with COVID. And uh, I think it was about the third week. I was just really struggling with strength, couldn't hardly walk around the room. I was in bed one morning and just. <sighs> i don't know i just started listening to music to, to try to calm myself down try to <clears throat> focus on breathing just try to uh just try to relax and um decided to you know for whatever reason i'd mainly listen to country music and you know occasional worship and i decided that morning to listen to worship music and uh, you now again having a hard time breathing i was in bed <clears throat> and uh, i i don't know i just felt led to worship and I just played song after song, and the next thing I knew it, having no strength, I'm air drumming, I'm air guitaring, I'm, like, rocking and moving in my bed, and I tell you what, tying into what what Landon's talking about, in in our weakness, he is is glorified, and I was so weak at that point, and I just felt like it just really hit me. Some of the things that, you know, you're taught all your life really just clicked for me, and that is... um, when we worship, that's what we're made to do. Uh, it, it felt it was the best worship I've ever had in my life, and it was also the sickest I've ever been in my entire life. And it was just such a blessing to to be able to worship in that way and uh, just praise the Lord. It was it was wonderful. That's all I got.
4: Hey everybody, Um, my name is Wes, if you don't know me. Hi, Um, so two quick things. One kind of more encouragement for, well, I just really thought vertical and horizontal. There we go. All right, horizontal first. Just encouragement for everybody. Um, One of the things that Liz and I have tried to make a point in in our marriage since over the last year and a half has been for as many days as we can, we read together in the mornings. Um, And uh, sometimes it's just reading separately and that's it and then other times it's about uh we don't even get to reading <laughs> we may read like uh one scripture like separately and it's like the lord works uh, in that and it, we're just able to talk about the lord and what he's doing and so um one of the things that Lynn kind of made me think about was uh uh, the, the Romans 12, one passage. Like, this is a reasonable service. Like, whatever you're doing in, in your moment in your life right then, because I, I know I'm guilty of this all the time. I get in this routine, this mode, and uh, then I something like comes into my mind. I'm like, oh, thanks, Lord. But really what he's doing is calling me into deeper worship and praise to him. And so, so how often I just, oh, okay, cool, and it's just kind of fleeting. You know, you just keep going. But what he's calling you into is just to rest in that moment and to, um, to praise him in that moment. So when he's calling you into it, Lizzie and I can just talk about the Lord and praise him, even though our intent was to just read because that was, that was our routine, but just to be aware of how he's calling you into worship. Um, and the other thing is uh, just, uh, I just want to praise him for just how he's been working in, in the lives of our kids lately. And um, there's been so much spiritual growth. Um, I think with, with so many of them um, to the point of uh, uh, like a complete reversal of, of their attitude towards the Lord and, and just seeing the the curiosity peaked and wondering more about how, how the Lord works. And, and um, it's just, it's a blessing to our hearts, but I just want to, just the Lord working. I, I mean, I, we're faithful to continue doing what we're doing in parenting, but he's giving like an immense blessing. So just thank him for that.
2: Yeah, no, Um, I had an amazing thing happen over this last month and um, I feel like a lot of you guys might know, I know there are a lot of new faces here, but I have a dad who used to fellowship with us uh, and I, I shared a little bit too during the season even with our youth Um, family is really messy. And just like church family is really messy in this world, um, my parents are separated. And uh, when they first got separated, and I'm going to use discretion out of just sensitivity for um, people, but um, my family called me because I had moved out. I moved to Green Bay for a job. And um, my dad didn't have anywhere to go. So they asked me to open up my basement to him and Um, any young adult trying to move away from their parents, it's probably like the last thing you want is your dad to move in your basement. (laughs) Um, but the Lord told me, um, to allow him, he gave me peace in it. And I, I did with, with open arms. Um, my dad, he used to abuse our family and, uh, just for safety, my family couldn't be around him and needed separation for the Lord to heal. And, um. It's been a long time of just uh, working through um, past trauma, healing, allowing the Lord to to redeem relationships and time. And uh, as you know, I'm I'm getting married to patience over there, and um, my family wasn't even really going to be able to be at my wedding. And um, because of just the past experiences with everybody, my dad used to fellowship here. And he moved back to to Fond du Lac, um, for work and to be there for the family. Um, but during that season, it's just been a lot of prayer and persistence with, um, just pursuing love and each other. And, um, yeah, the, the Lord has worked in my family in amazing ways. Um, my brother got very sick and, uh, he, um, a year ago couldn't be, uh, in the same place with my dad, um, just without, just um, being destroyed and uh, he got very sick not with COVID but with the cold and was in the ER and he asked for my dad um, to come to the hospital with him and be there in the emergency room with him uh, and the Lord's been working on his heart and in that room they my dad was able to be there for my brother his son and then uh, outside of the room talked to my mother his wife and uh, later that day Um, they decided to meet with my dad. My brother wanted to get coffee with him. And my mom was talking to him on the phone, just kind of um, under the the conditions of what that looked like and making sure everybody was safe. And uh, it was a great conversation. Um, When they hung up the phone, my mom uh, was really impressed with uh, my father's conduct. And uh, the Holy Spirit told her, she needs to forgive my dad, and so she did. And she texted him, and then uh, now uh, they're talking again and just pursuing uh, just healthy relationship with my whole family. And they're all born again. They all know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, and so, in pursuit of that, um, the Lord is always looking to redeem what He can here on Earth, as long as we let Him. Um, before he redeems all things and makes them new up there. And so it's just amazing praise that um, what the Lord is doing in my family and what I believe he's trying to do in everybody's family that's divided too as well. Um, And just this amazing testimony of hope that we can have for any broken relationships we have with people, um, given our own responsibility and theirs to walk in love and renewal. Um, It's just rad.
1: Mm.
5: going church family. I'm tired. I partied last night at Kevin and Jada's wedding (laughs) till like 1130 p.m. So pardon me for my squinty eyes. Um, Where can I start? So at the men's Bible study um, that's led by Sam, we we pondered on what grace is, you know, the definition of grace and um, from crew We were told grace is a gift that we do not deserve. But thanks to Sam and just the uh, men in the group, we came to different conclusion of grace being an empowerment uh, to do God's work. If you can think of men and women in the Bible, like Moses, when God came to him in the burning bush and he said, you have the wrong guy, God gave him the grace and he grew in it. And he is one of the most profound people. He made it to the Hall of Faith in Hebrews. 11? Yes, sweet. And so is Elijah, Jeremiah, just different people. And for me, uh, he has given me grace to endure life difficulties. As you all know, I, haven't, I wasn't born in this country, and I had to work so hard to just get accustomed to your culture. And most of it came with a lot of uh, dis- disappointment and discouragement that just led to a lot of crippling depression. And the depression got to a point of just wanting to take one life, and I know that's really hard for you guys to hear, but it's just the truth and the reality of this world that is just so dark, and it just takes away your breath sometimes. And I came across uh, a scripture, uh, I'm just going to paraphrase it, you all probably know where it's from, it just talks about all creation is to bring praise and glory to the Lord, and what way of demeaning that by just taking one life. So, the Lord gifted me with just art. You know, I love art, poetry, music, literature, music, everything. And I'm gonna sing a song. You guys all probably know the lyrics to this. And it is one of those that, one thing I want to encourage all of you about is, once you're in that place of despair and darkness, the last thing you want to do is worship the Lord. But in the book of Psalms, when David was always in, in his loathing of dis- discouragement and disappointment, he always praised the Lord. And I'm pretty sure he did not feel like doing it. So this is a song I always sing to the Lord whenever I'm feeling down. So join me. I mean, I'm we're, like, way down here with my voice, but just come on in any like, time you want to. So here we go. You ready? One, two, three, go. Turn In the light of his glory and grace One more time Turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full in his wonderful face And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Amen. You're all beautiful-looking people. We're all created in the Lord's image, where his workmanship and his magnum opus. So go out there, give him praise and glory. It doesn't matter what it is. If it is climbing a toilet, do it with all your might and power. Amen. (laughs)
0: you are the king. You are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There is none other like you. You are so holy other. You are so worthy to be exalted and to be glorified. God, we bow before you to honor you, the great I am. Thank you for being our God. Thank you that you reign over sin and death, that our sins have been forgiven, that we have the hope Of eternal life which is a sure thing to be able to be with you for all eternity to join in lord with those gnarly beasts in heaven that are before your throne god with the thousands upon thousands god the elders to bow before you and to worship you for all time god what a god you are thank you so much for this morning god would you go before each and every one of my brothers and sisters here god may we be that living sacrifice god obediently worshiping you the way we ought and the way you deserve and all for your glory jesus amen amen Amen. awesome sweet time this morning thank you guys for sharing i would really love to do this on a regular basis so be mindful of that throughout the week as God's doing things, say, hey, this would be neat to share to encourage my brothers and sisters. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday, Lord willing.